Hey, this is Adam Thielen. Deep shot. Man there. Right side. Caught Thielen. 10-5. Touchdown! Kenny Bridgewater to Adam Thielen. Your sports leader in the Lakes area is KDLM Detroit Lakes, serving the Lakes area for over 60 years. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Stop what you're doing and listen. The KDLM Sports Wrap. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. There's a lot of morons in the mainstream media that just don't get it. Join the conversation on Facebook Live as they stream the show live from the KDLM studio. I gotta say, I'm just fired up to be here today. Hello and welcome. If you're competent in an age of incompetence, that makes you appear extraordinary. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Forest Hills Resort is not responsible for errant shots. <laughs> they must have known Zeke was coming. Was he Frank? I'm from Detroit Lakes. I'm not an expert, but I do have a strong opinion. Detroit Lakes go crazy. We're still here. We're still here. Get up. Come on, get up. If you're as tight as I am. Yeah. Thirteen forty KDLM, the station you can count on. Happy Thursday, everybody. This is the KDLM Sports Wrap, an exciting show today. Double guest Thursday. Today, more on that in a second. We're gonna first. We're gonna rewind the last twenty-four hours in sports. We'll recap the Twins' win against Detroit last night and uh, get an updated look at the playoff picture in Major League Baseball. The Atlanta Braves beating the Philadelphia e- Eagles, the Philadelphia Phillies, to get one step closer to clinching the NL East. The Braves have now won five straight games. We saw a long losing streak and. Last night as well. Well, not just one, two. The two longest winning streaks in baseball. Done. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about some Vikings missing uh, time yesterday with injuries. Uh, an update on Dalvin Cook's ankle and whether or not he's going to play against Cleveland on Sunday. And then the double guest Thursday. This is so cool. First, in, in the first half, for, for number three, we're, we're going to get uh, Perm senior Jacob McCleary. On the phone, cross country runner, one of the top runners in the state. He took first at Moorhead. He took first at the Lucky Lindy. He ran the Roy Grayaka last Friday uh, in in sixteen twenty nine, which was good for tenth place. The Grayaka super competitive meets, and now his Purim Yellow Jacket team is running in Wilmer this Saturday. So we'll talk to Jacob McCleary from Purim. Second half of the wrap, we're going to talk some Vikings football with Sam Ekstrom from Purple Insider. So action-packed, guest-packed filled show today. But first, let's rewind the last 24 hours in sports, starting with the big Twins win at home against Detroit last night. That's the wrong button. Rewind time. Pitch, a swing and a fly ball, left center field, deep in the alley. Going back, Badu at the track, at the wall, it's gone! Polanco with a first inning three-run homer, landing one on the berm. Near the 4-11 sign, slightly left of dead center field, his 32nd home run. 32 for Jorge Polanco in the first inning game, the Twins a 3-0 lead as they go on to win 5-2 against the Tigers at Target Field. Luisa Rice, Josh Donaldson each had a pair of hits in the win. Michael Pineda in what could be his final start as a Minnesota Twin improves to 9-8, gave up one run, five and two-thirds innings. Before the game, uh, the Twins reinstated Joe Ryan from the bereavement list and option Charlie Barnes win a spot start yesterday to AAA St. Paul. Ryan going to take the hill today for the Twins as they go for the sweep over the Detroit Tigers. 
pregame show at 6 o'clock. Joe Ryan, first pitch right around 6.40. As we talk about Major League Baseball as things heat up in the playoff race, we saw two of baseball's longest winning streaks this season end. Last night, the New York Yankees, their seven-game winning streak, gone. They lose to Toronto. Then you've got the St. Louis Cardinals, who had won 17 games in a row. They clinched the second wild card spot yesterday, and now feeling comfortable enough to rest all their starters. They lose to Milwaukee four to nothing. And th- this is what social media, in my opinion, is all about. Because you've got the rivalry. The Brewers are are NL Central champions. They end the Cardinals winning streak. And last night, all I see on Facebook and all I see on Twitter is Cardinals fans and Brewers fans going at it. Brewers kind of putting dirt in the eye of the Cardinals saying, ah, we ended your winning streak, blah, blah, blah. And the Cardinals fans are, you know, well, we rested all of our starters. We clinched the playoffs. I mean, what is there to play for? We're going to get the Dodgers or the Giants in the first round. I mean, why are we, I mean, Brandon Belt of, of the Giants is, is potentially done for the playoffs. First baseman, one of their better players. We don't want that to happen with us. And this back and forth and back and forth. And it was hilarious. So, playoff picture looks like this. In the National League, last night, the Giants win their fifth straight game. The Dodgers win their third straight game. So, Giants still have a two-game lead over the Dodgers in the National League West. Dodgers hold the first wild card spot. They will play St. Louis. Well, one of those teams will play St. Louis. Dodgers or the Giants will get the St. Louis Cardinals. The Milwaukee Brewers, they have clinched the NL Central. Last night, the Atlanta Braves, they've won nine of their last ten games. They've also won five in a row. They beat Philadelphia last night. Now, a four-and-a-half game lead for the Braves in the National League East. They are 85-72. and Last night, Tampa Bay shuts out the Houston Astros. The Rays clinch the number one overall seed in the American League. Houston loses. Seattle wins last night. So now, a three-and-a-half game lead for Houston in the American League West. The magic number for Houston is one, so one more Houston win paired with a Seattle loss gives Houston the American League West. And, of course, you've got the Yankees and the Red Sox in the the wild card situation. Seattle now half a game behind Boston. With the Yankees' loss last night, Boston wins. So now Yankees at 90-68 and 68 have a one-game lead over the Boston Red Sox in the American League wild card. Seattle is a half a game behind Boston. Toronto, who beat the Yankees last night, now one game behind Boston for that wild card spot. So now you've got four teams within two games for those two wild card spots. So Vikings injury updates here. A couple guys missing practice yesterday. Notables, uh, wide receiver Amir Smith-Marset and tight end Tyler Conklin, who had a touchdown in the Seattle game over the weekend, uh, missed practice yesterday. Five other Vikings missing practice for non-injury reasons. Dalvin Cook was limited in practice yesterday, giving some hope that he might play uh, on Sunday. The Vikings did designate running back Kiki Ngangwu and wide receiver Dan Chisney to return uh, to practice after being placed on injured reserve. So uh, the Vikings could have Kiki in uniform on Sunday if Dalvin can't go. And he's been one of the guys I've been I've been wanting to see how his game translates to the pros. But the the, the big news, other than Dalvin yesterday, rookie first round pick Christian Derrissaw, offensive lineman, projected left tackle of the future, fully participated in practice for the first time in his career. So I I don't think he's going to get be ready to start this Sunday, but. 
the Christian Derisaw movement is going strong. We could see him starting in the NFL here before too long. We're joined on the phone now by not just one of the top high school cross-country runners in Class A, but in the entire state of Minnesota, Purim senior Jacob McCleary. He's finished first in three of his last four races. The one he didn't finish first, he still ran a 16-29, finished 10th overall at one of the biggest high school cross-country meets in the state last Friday on the campus of the University of Minnesota at the Roy Griak Invitational. We're joined this morning by senior Jacob McCleary. Jacob, thanks for taking some time out of your schedule to join us on the Sports Wrap this morning, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, man, glad to be here. Yeah, glad to have you. I'm, I'm looking at uh, your last, let's see, four races. So go, going back to last November, you finished uh, first at that uh, cross-country Twin Cities Showcase in the small school division, which was kind of the replacement for the state cross-country tournament that we didn't have last year. And then uh, you were first in Moorhead. You were first at the Lucky Lindy a couple weeks ago, and then, and then 10th uh, at the Roy Griak Invitational. That's that's going to feel good to, to have three out uh, of four first-place finishes to start the season and then finish in the Griak 10th, but you run a 16-30. The Griak race, uh, some of the stiffest competition in the state. It's got to feel pretty good to start your season out like this. Yeah, it feels pretty good. Uh, Griak is one of those races where, you know, it's hard to go out and win it, hard to go out and run fast. It's more of just getting out there, competing with some of the best. So that feels good. And then those other races, you know, it feels good to get out and just race hard and, you know, do what I know I'm capable of doing. I don't want to spend too much time talking about uh, the cross-country season last year where uh, it gets to gets to late summer and we're not sure if we're even able to have cross-country. Then they they the MSHSL allows cross-country meets, but they say, you know, no more than two or three schools competing at a time. And, and while it is cross-country, we did get the season in. Just didn't have the same feel as what a, a typical cross-country meet feels like. Like uh, down at the, the Lucky Lindy Little Falls a couple weeks ago, I was down there uh, right around the starting blocks and seeing everyone huddled up. And, you know, you've got 15, 16, 17 teams competing against each other. And everyone's getting amped up and everyone's getting ready to go. And just the the, the camaraderie that you feel, not just the athletes, but the parents and just the, the big crowds. I mean, it's, it's, it's an entirely different feel. And it's good to have high school cross country as we're used to back this season. Oh, yeah, it's great. Like, we didn't really get to fully experience it last year, and that's what I keep telling uh, the younger kids that, you know, just joined. I tell them that, you know, last year wasn't really a good year to experience cross-country because, you know, you didn't get the feel of, like, the full energy, competing against, you know, hundreds of kids and, you know, feeling all, like, the cheering. And so it was kind of just weird last year, but, you know, it feels great to get back out there and, you know, have a normal year. You hit the ground running this year, no pun intended, with uh, two first-place finishes to start your season, uh, which shows how prepared you were for uh, the 2021 season. What did your training regimen over the summer look like? Uh, you know, a lot of miles, uh, hitting anywhere between 50 and 60 miles a week, you know, uh, hitting a nice long run, 10 to 12 miles on Saturday, and then... Uh, you know, just normal runs throughout the week and then taking Sunday off. We're talking to senior runner Jacob McClear with the Perham High School cross-country team. And Jacob Perham, I believe, uh, three-time defending state champions in, in Class A and and serious contenders to win uh, the championship again this season. And, I mean, a, a long storied run of success for Coach Jeff Morris and his teams at Perham High School. And then you look at the guys below you. I mean, you didn't run at the Black and Megami, but you got uh, sophomore Caden Dahl, who finished uh, with a 17-20. You've got freshman Bjorn Anderson, who finished right around a, a 17-30 in that race. You had run the, the Roy Griak the day before Malacca. So let's talk about the, the, the guys below you and how you as a senior 
um, are, 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 I guess you could say, responsible for helping uh, Coach Morris keep this this tradition of excellence at Perham High School alive? You know, I just tell them to really, you know, listen to what Morris says, I guess, you know, in a way, because he, he knows what he's talking about. He's been doing it for a long time, and I, I tell him to trust the process and trust what he's doing, and I tell him that, you know, you know, you might have bad races here and there, but you can't let that define you or define your season. So, you know, you need to just go out there and do what you're capable of doing because we're just as in shape as everyone else out there. It's just more of getting past that mental barrier. I was talking to uh, Ada Borup, West Cross Country coach uh, Spencer Rupke earlier this week. He won the, the half marathon at the Fargo Marathon last weekend. And one point that Coach Rupke made uh, when we talked on, on Tuesday morning was that at some point in every runner's life is a point where they're just a, a middle school or a high school kid where they don't really view themselves as a runner or, or don't know that they can be a successful runner. At what point did you know that you were going to have success running high school cross country? Uh, I would probably say it started around my uh, sixth grade, seventh grade year. You know, we had a little uh, Mighty Might program for mm-hmm. younger kids. Uh, so I, I did that a few times and raced and that or whatever. We'd have like little mile races and I did pretty good in those. And then my seventh grade year, you know, went out for cross country and had a pretty solid year and was, you know, competing up there with some of the top, like, junior high kids and stuff. So that's kind of when Morris, you know, really talked me into, you know, joining, like, going all in and cross and all in on track. So I think that's when it first started. You mentioned before running 50 to 60 miles a week. Uh, how do you stay motivated to do that? Uh, well, it's tough sometimes because, you know, <laughs> some days you wake up and you, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to run and you have that little – motivation where you're just like you know i don't feel very good today but you Mm -hmm. always got to keep going because you always know that there's a kid that's you know maybe ahead of you or who's behind you who's working maybe is working harder than you and so kind of you know competing and then also having uh teammates that you know they go out and run and they're like hey jake you want to come run with us you know it's always nice to be able to run with some teammates Looking ahead to uh, to the, the the spring of 2022, uh, you mentioned track as well. Uh, any any college plans? Uh, you been uh, doing any college tours yet? Uh, no, I I am going on a few uh, college visits in the next coming weeks. Uh, University of Minnesota right now is a is a big one that's on my list. You know, home home state, uh, great campus. So really looking uh, at them as one of my main uh, prospects. So. Yeah, U of M will be great. I mean, Coach Sarah Hopkins does a fantastic job down there. And looking ahead into the future, I know uh, one of your, your your running rivals from Staples Motley, Emmett Anderson, is a freshman at the U of M now. And I'm, I'm picturing in the in the future, you and Emmett competing side by side. That would be that'd be huge, not just for for the University of Minnesota, but also for 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 cross country in this area to see two guys who have gone on to have great collegiate success. That'd be pretty sweet. Let's talk about uh, the meet coming up for Purim on Saturday uh, at Eagle Creek Golf Course in Wilmer. Have you run that course before? No, this is the first year that we have uh, ran it as a team, and it's the first year for me. So really excited to go see what the course is and really excited to see what kind of competition is. So, no, it's going to be a different experience. Should be a good one. I, I think the boys took first at the Malacca Mega Meet in Division Two, uh, e- eking out a, a close win over Park Rapids. Should be a good one in Malacca with the, the Perm cross-country team competing down there this Saturday. Jacob, thanks for taking some time out of your busy day, man. Uh, appreciate the time. We'll chat again soon. Yeah, sounds good.
Senior cross-country star Jacob McCleary for Purim High School. If you missed any of the interview, uh, we will have it up uh, on our podcast page after the show this morning. Second half of the wrap, here it's on the way. Purple Insider Sam Ekstrom is going to join us to talk about the Vikings' win against Seattle. The first time the Vikings have beaten the Seahawks in 12 years. We'll preview Cleveland, and we'll talk about what's going on with the defense. The slow start, the Vikings giving up a lot of yards, Vikings giving up a lot of points, and uh, Bashad Breland, one of the the, the big signings this offseason, not doing well, and when or if we could see Cam Dantzler in the lineup again, especially after what he pulled on Twitter on Monday. We'll talk to Purple Insider's Sam Ekstrom next on KDLM. I'm Steve Weissman with NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. Richard Sherman has found a new home with the Super Bowl champs. The five-time Pro Bowl corner signed a one-year deal with the Bucks Wednesday, then practiced with the team. Sherman says a phone call from Tom Brady helped seal the deal. Tampa is like the most aggressive. Tom's actually called, and kind of once he calls, it's like, you, you better come or you're going to regret not coming. Elsewhere, NFL Network's Tom Pelissero and Ian Rappaport say the Titans could be without both A.J. Brown and Julio Jones this Sunday due to injuries. Both receivers missed practice on Wednesday. Also missing practice, Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson with a back injury. The Vikings' Dalvin Cook returned in a limited role after missing all of last week. And Andy Dalton was also limited at practice for the Bears. Head coach Matt Nagy says if healthy, Dalton remains the starting quarterback over rookie Justin Fields. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Come on, one more rep. You got this. Uh, ten. There it is. Nice work, man. You're a beast. Thanks, man. I feel better than I have in years. And I got to tell you, taking Nugenics makes a huge difference for me. Nugenics? That's the uh, testosterone booster with TV ads with Frank Thomas. The big hurt, right? Oh, yeah. This is a legit product. The key ingredient is testophen, which helps boost free testosterone levels and increase lean muscle mass. Well, it's clearly working for you. Hey, are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try? for themselves? Yeah, Nugenics is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. Man, I need to get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics. No problem. You just got to send them a text. Text BEACH to 42424 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Nugenics samples are not available in stores, so text BEACH to 42424 right now. Text B-E-A-C-H to 42424. Text BEACH to 42424. The harvest season is an exciting time, but it can also be a dangerous one. The team at Ag Country Farm Credit Services reminds everyone to practice farm safety by taking breaks and staying alert when operating large machinery, and to slow down and share the road when farm vehicles are present. If you're working with grain bins, please try to avoid working alone. From everyone at Ag Country, have a safe and successful harvest season. The snow will be flying soon, and Detroit Mountain season passes are now on sale. All right, I'll see you at the bottom. Get your season pass now before prices go up September 30th and save. And if you just can't wait for a season of snow and want to make some extra cash, the Mountain has a variety of open positions with flexible hours and shifts with season pass perks at a fun winter hangout. Find out more at DetroitMountain.com. Detroit Mountain, the Mountain of Family Fun. It's time once again for a Twins Minute. I'm Chris Atterbury. Well, the Minnesota Twins picked up another win last night over Detroit. Nick Gordon played at shortstop alongside Josh Donaldson. Donaldson, well, he's been around the block. So Danny Gladden asked him after the ballgame his thoughts on Nick Gordon. 
he's uh, trying to grow into his own. You know, he, he's uh, he's up here. He's learned he's learned some different positions at the big league level, which is you know never an easy task. Uh, with that being said, he's he's done probably everything and more that we've asked of him, and he's playing fundamental defense. He he runs the bases well. Uh, he's had some big hits for us late. Uh, I think it's just a, you know for him he's getting more comfortable being you know in a major league lineup and and playing a little bit of all over the field. Now some insight there from Josh Donaldson, who in the minors himself played all over the field before settling in for an All Star career at the hot corner. That's Josh Donaldson and this a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Estás invitada a la Feria de Empleo de Dynamic Homes este jueves 7 de octubre de 12 a 5 y 30. Dynamic Homes Detroit Lakes te ofrece un espacio inmediatamente para visitas guiadas y entrevistas. Trabajos disponibles incluyen posiciones de producción a partir de 15 dólares y 35 centavos. Beneficios de atención médica empiezan el primer día de trabajo. Empieza cada día a las 7 de la mañana y termina a las 3 y 30. Dynamic Homes Detroit Lakes, Feria de Trabajo. Jueves 7 de octubre desde el mediodía hasta las 5 y media. This is the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. We'll talk football next. Hey Gophers, do you own a home? Would you like brand new windows? Well, you're in luck because the Gophers have teamed up with Pella Windows and Doors for the Take It to the House giveaway, which will award one lucky fan with a house full of brand new Pella Windows, valued at up to $40,000. Pella Windows are the most preferred window brand by homeowners in the Twin Cities. So visit gophersports.com slash Pella for your chance to win and take it to the house this Gopher football season with Pella Windows and Doors, a proud sponsor of Gopher Athletics. Golden Gopher quarterback Tanner Morgan says he's excited for the chance to bounce back after last Saturday's loss to Bowling Green, and he has a personal approach. For me, a huge part of uh, with my faith, too. Letting God take the burdens uh, that you have in life and the successes and the low points, and you know, because that's the stuff that he wants. He doesn't want uh, just the high moments. He wants the low moments, too. But uh, for me, it's all about keep your oar in the water and keep your own. It's all it is. It's about our culture and um, obviously, I know what I did Saturday is completely unacceptable. So, um, so much room for opportunity and so much room for growth. And that's the exciting part. The Gophers visit Purdue this Saturday, and Morgan says he has to play better than last week. Can't turn it over three times. Can't turn the ball over at all. You know, got to secure it. Starts with the fumble and then the two picks late in the game. Got to protect the ball on offense. Uh, it's 70%. That's who we are. You can't win when you turn the ball over. So, that's the first and foremost. And then uh, execution, um, executing the plays, but. Uh, again, you take it, you learn from it, uh, embrace your past, or create your future, and you move on and uh, be able to you know, confidently go into the next opportunity and uh, play football. And that's, what, that's what's awesome about this game. You're going to have highs, you're going to have lows, and being able to have opportunities to play football, whether that's in practice or the game, it's pretty awesome. That's Tanner Morgan, and that's the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. Get your Steve Sanitation sports headlines online anytime at lakesarearadio.net. Steve Sanitation. Let us do the heavy lifting. Look us up at stevesanitation.com. Detroit Lakes weather. Here's your KDLM weatherology forecast. For today, look for partial sunshine at times. Do have a chance for some scattered showers and storms with high temperatures in the mid-70s. More showers and storms than for tonight, a low of 61. And scattered showers and storms still with us on Friday. Some heavy rainfall possible at times, a high of 68. Looking to stay dry, though, on Saturday. Sunny to partly cloudy, back to around 70. That's your latest forecast. I'm meteorologist Michael Carroll. KDLM.
1340 KDLM, the station you can count on. Welcome back to the KDLM Sports Wrap. Vikings football on Sunday noon game. Bit of a homecoming. Cleveland Browns at U.S. Bank Stadium. Kevin Stefanski, the one that got away. The now the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. He brings his Browns to town on Sunday. We're joined now by Sam Axel of Purple Insider to break down the game coming up against Cleveland and to recap uh, what may have been the most exciting football game in, in recent Vikings history. Sam, how are you doing this morning, my friend? Doing well, Zeke. Uh, happy to be on with you, man. Yeah, thanks for th- thanks for taking some time to, to join us in Detroit Lakes today. Let's let's start by talking about uh, the, the game against Seattle on on Sunday. Plenty of storylines here. I mean, the first time the Vikings have beat Seattle in twelve years, the first time that Russell Wilson has ever lost to the Minnesota Vikings in the regular season or the preseason. What was the most exciting part, the most encouraging part in Sunday's win to you? I think it was just the continued progression of this offense. I've, I've still got plenty of concerns about the defense. Um, I think that first half was pretty alarming, but I think that offense continues to clean up everything. They're looking like they're in midseason form. Kirk Cousins is playing maybe the best football he's played as a Viking. Third down efficiency was really good. I wrote about that this morning on, on the website. Uh, the running game is working. The offensive line is protecting. There's not really a knock on the offense after that performance mm-hmm. until until their meaningless punt at the end. Z, they scored on six out of seven possessions. I mean that that you can't really get much better than that. No, and they were in complete control in that second half, just moving the chains over and over and over, and they had a huge time of possession advantage. And that's kind of your best defense is when your offense is that efficient. So I think that they've got something here. I mean, everyone says Kirk Cousins is different this year. And so far, the results would support that. Look at the running game. Alexander Madison getting the spot start. Uh, Dalvin Cook tried to give that ankle a go before uh, the game was unable to do that. And and Madison uh, puts in another fantastic performance. 112 yards on 26 carries. Also adds like 60 yards on on. Six catches or something like that. Good to see uh, the backups filling in a role like uh, Delvin Cooks and having success like Alex did on Sunday. Yeah, he's not as laterally smooth as Delvin Cook. His vision isn't quite as immaculate, but he runs as hard as anybody that you will see. I, I liked that game on Sunday with Chris Carson on the Seahawks side and Alexander Madison on the Vikings side. Just two throwbacks, two mm-hmm. guys that love punishment who, and as Kirk Cousins said, he's got that forward body lean where he's always running through you and over you, occasionally jumping over you. That's kind of his calling card. Uh, I think he's an extremely capable backup. He can carry a huge workload. Mike Zimmer said he's a bell cow kind of back, 32 touches in the game. And uh, if you go back, go back to week 17 of last year, Madison has started two of the last four games, and he's averaging about six yards a touch in those two starts. So really good stuff for Madison and gives you confidence if you need to use them for a longer period of time. I think Adam Thielen said it pretty well in his post-game show. He says, we're not, uh, we're not talking about the offensive line today, which is a really good thing. What would, how did the offensive line grade for you guys? Really good. I mean, uh, Oliudo has now put together three solid games. PFF has him. I think he got passed by a couple guys on on Monday, but I think he's like top 10, top 12 guard in the league. Brian O'Neill hasn't given up a pressure yet this season, which is incredible. Garrett Bradbury, you know, is not going to 
you know, blow the doors off you, but he's, uh, he's been solid the last two games. I think you still are wanting more from Rashad Hill, but you might have help waiting in the wings. Christian Derrissaw is getting healthier every week, doing more and more every week. I don't know if you're ready to replace Rashad Hill yet, but I think you've got someone else in mind if he does struggle. So um, at the one-week link, you have a, a potential solution. So I like where that group is going, and that was always going to be the X factor to this team. Could you get more from that group with a bunch of new pieces, and could they exceed expectations and improve as the year goes along? That's one part of having a young offensive line is that they've got a greater capacity to reach their ceiling kind of as the season goes. They're not finished products yet. So I think that group is only going to improve and uh, knock on wood. If everybody stays healthy on this offense, they, they might be a force to be reckoned with this year. Talk to Matthew Collar from Purple Insider on the Sports Wrap this morning. Let's talk about the defense in that Seattle game and, and, and kind of as, as a whole for the, these first three games of the season, kind of a, a slow start, giving up uh, a, a lot of points uh, d- despite uh, shutting out Seattle over, the, I think, what, the last 41 minutes of the season. Talk about the, the slow start to this Vikings defense this year. Yeah, I, I asked Mike Zimmer about this on Monday. I said, you've got all these new pieces on defense. Are we seeing just what happens when you bring, you know, seven, eight new starters in one group? Is there more cohesion that still needs to happen? And he confessed, yeah, it's not as natural for these guys to make adjustments or to communicate before a play. And we've seen some of those defensive breakdowns. And and this is pretty alarming to me, actually. He said that on Sunday they had guys doing their own thing in Mm. the first half. Um, you, You know, red flags. Honestly, for yeah. me, if, if you're not, you know, on the same page to the extent that you're freelancing, that is a concern. Um, there has been one pretty glaring weak link in that secondary, and that's Bashad Breeland. I was just about to ask he's about him. The source, yeah. Yeah, he's been the source of a lot of a lot of the breakdowns. Obviously kind of responsible for two touchdowns in that Cincinnati game, got picked on in the Cardinals game. Um, gave up the touchdown early to Metcalf in the Seahawks game. His tackling has been a struggle. It seems like he's not 100% healthy, and maybe that's why he's struggled as a tackler. Um, and then, you know, your your potential backup for Breland, Cam Dantzler, is spouting off on Twitter that he's unhappy about his role. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what you do with him either, but I, I think that if Dantzler can get his head screwed on straight, he's probably – a kind of like Derisaw with Rashad Hill. He's kind of a solution there if you're looking to, to upgrade that corner spot because through three games, I think you've got a, a lot of guys that are playing average, like Xavier Woods, Patrick Peterson. They've been okay, not good, not terrible, um, just kind of down the middle. Rashad Breland has been bad. Um, and if you can just eliminate the bad and, and keep it kind of all in front of you and not give up big plays and not give up these big breakdowns, then I think you're, you're probably shaping up a little better. But uh, you, you've got to all be on the same page. And right now this defense uh, is not. Maybe the second half against Seattle will be a confidence boost where uh, they obviously played much better, forced some punts, got a big turnover on downs, um, and nearly forced a couple turnovers. I think that was a, a much better half of football. You look at the numbers on Breland, uh, ranking dead last in qualifying corners in, in PFF's coverage grades. Uh, I think he was like targeted nine times, gave up nine receptions and a touchdown or something in that Seattle game. Meanwhile, look at Dantzler over the final seven games last year, allowing a 41.9 passer rating, uh, graded seventh overall. It's, it's, it's just 
But like you said, getting his head screwed on straight. I I, I, I know Mike Zimmer was going to talk to Cam Dancer about that tweet. That's now been uh, deleted. Something about uh, I'm biting my tongue about this whole situation right now. Any updates on uh, the Zimmer and Dantzler chemistry? Well, yeah. Well, Zimmer said very curtly that Cam Dantzler will be talked to. I would not want to be on the other side of that talk. <laughs> no. I would not want to be in Cam Dantzler's shoes. No. I, I think, um, you know, just reading between the lines on Dantzler, we, we talked to him all last year. I, I always got the sense that accountability was, was maybe going to be an issue that you might not recognize when he's struggling. Um, you have to be self-aware in the NFL, right? And mm-hmm. when a veteran comes in and displaces you, kind of like Bashad Breeland did, you can go about it one of two ways. You can say, you know, I've been wrong. This is unfair. Um, I'm not getting a fair shake. Or you can look yourself in the mirror and say, maybe I'm not all that. Like, maybe I do need to improve because there's a reason that I got replaced here. Um, and it seems like Dantzler is taking the, 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 the first option right now, a little bit of woe is me. Um, why is this not working out? I was a starter and now I'm not. And we've seen this with corners before. Mackenzie Alexander is a prime example. He kind of came in with an attitude. Mike Zimmer clashed with him at times. And it took him a while to to kind of humble himself and be more coachable. And I'm not saying that they're the same person, but you kind of have vibes with Dantzler that maybe the same thing is going on. Um, And and Mike Zimmer's called him out, too, about not playing special teams. Yep. If you're going to be a backup at, at that spot, you need to play special teams, and that's just not something that he's been able to do or receptive to do as well as they expect someone like Chris Boyd, another backup corner who excels at special teams. Uh, Dantzler hasn't been useful there, so I, I think that there's probably a little bit of grudge being held on both sides, and, and we'll see if that gets resolved. Um, otherwise, we might see Breland continuing to play. Sam Action from Purple Insider, my guest this morning. Uh, Sam, let's talk about Cleveland coming up this weekend. The Vikings uh, haven't played Cleveland since like 2017. I'm looking at the box score right now. It was a it was a matchup in London the last time these two teams met. It was Case Keenum versus Deshaun Kaiser, which has been uh, been quite a while. Not uh, exactly the same teams we're going to see this weekend. What can we expect from Cleveland, a, a team that gave up 47 total to Chicago and sacked Justin Fields nine times on Sunday? Yeah, I tell you what, um, I remember getting up for that London game, by the way. I think yeah. it was like 9 a.m. or yep. something. But uh, the, this Cleveland team, different than that Cleveland team. That was still <laughs> when Cleveland was the laughing stock of the NFL. And they have emerged after a toilsome decade. And Kevin Stefanski has got them turned around. And this is going to be the best defense they've faced, probably the best offensive line that they've faced the best running game that they've faced. I mean, if you look at their running stats, I think they're first in attempts, um, second in yards, first in touchdowns, third in yards per attempt. Their offense is scoring uh, on every other drive, 50% scoring percentage, which is very, very good. So this will be a test. Now, um, Baker Mayfield might be a more gettable quarterback for this pass rush than the previous two. Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson were a tough back-to-back. And and I think the Vikings actually put – decent pressure on both it's just hard to corral them uh baker mayfield might not be as escapable as those two so i think there's a chance for this defensive line if they can kind of get past the blockers who are very good obviously um but then this cleveland defense too miles garrett and jadevion Clowney. 
They're going to test the tackles. They're going to test the guards on the offensive line. So uh, those two games, those two good games, the offensive line just put together, they can't really rest on their laurels because they could get humbled pretty quickly. I think the Cleveland secondary might be a little bit vulnerable. Um, I, I think that the Vikings can probably pass. And frankly, the Vikings can pass on anybody with the receiving core and the, the way the quarterback is currently playing. I think they continue to, to rely on this passing attack and then use Dalvin Cook to, to grind the clock late in game. I think that's the formula for victory. Use Jefferson Thielen early, attack this secondary, see if Kirk Cousins can stay hot, just keep riding hot hand. Santa's almost to find your stuff online, uh, either your stuff or Matthew Collar's stuff. Where can they find that stuff at? Yeah, purpleinsider.substack.com uh, for all of our written work and our free podcast is available wherever you get your podcast, Purple Insider Podcast. That's five days a week, sometimes six days a week with those Sunday mm-hmm. uh, game reactions. So it's almost daily content. Uh, you can subscribe to the website or check out the podcast or even uh, check out the YouTube channel. Free uh, videos, about eight minutes recap of the day at TCO Performance Center. So a lot of ways to find us. Awesome. Of course, Vikings at noon on Sunday. Pre-games, pre-game begins at 11 o'clock right here on the station. Countdown for the Vikings, KDLM. Sam, thanks so much for joining me today. Have a great weekend. Go Vikings. We'll chat again soon. Thanks a lot, Zeke. It's finger looking good. Sweet, dude. All right, thanks again to my guests today, Jacob McCleary and Sam X. If you missed any of those interviews, you can go back and listen to them momentarily online, kdlmradio.com. Lots going on sports-wise today. It's Thursday of homecoming week and a pretty busy couple days for everybody uh, with Detroit Lakes Athletics. you got the cross-country teams in Fergus Falls tonight. We've got tennis at home taking on Pequot Lakes today. Doubleheader at Rotary Soccer Park. The boys' soccer team taking on Fergus Falls at 5. Girls' soccer team faces Sartell at 7. Laker volleyball is in Aiken tonight. Tomorrow, you got the homecoming football game against Pequot Lakes Saturday Lakers Swim and Dive is in a, a, a six-team meet in Bemidji. you got Melrose, Park Rapids, War Road, Wilmer, and, of course, Bemidji and Detroit Lakes going to be there as well. you got a full slate of Major League Baseball action tonight. Twins versus Tigers. The home finale for the Twins tonight, Joe Ryan on the Hill. Pre-game show at 6 o'clock, first pitch at 6.40 on KDLM tonight. You've got Thursday night football, Jacksonville taking on Cincinnati, and then the baseball schedule. Games to watch tonight. You've got the Phillies and the Braves at 6.20 with the the NL East crown on the line tonight. You've got the Yankees taking on the Blue Jays in the wild card race. You've got Tampa Bay with nothing left to play for. They've locked up the number one overall seed in the American League. They're taking on Houston, who needs a win and a Seattle loss to lock up the American League West tonight. A lot of fun stuff going on. Of course, you've got Minnesota Wild tonight also. Preseason at Colorado. That game is at 8 o'clock. You can find the full broadcast schedule online at kdlmradio.com. Lots going on in sports tonight. That's a wrap for the Sports Wrap. We're back tomorrow at 9.30 on the station. You can count on KDLM, Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. My guest tomorrow, Keith Brake of Bison 1660, previewing a huge matchup as the Bison open up Missouri Valley Football Conference play against the University of North Dakota. Keith Brake joins me tomorrow right around 9.50 here on KDLM. We're after 10 o'clock right now. Here's what we're going to do. Quick CBS News break, as always. Then roll those classic hits here on KDLM.